we've come to the end of another year, folks. And I think it is proper to end this year with thanksgiving. How about that? Amen? How was 2019 for you? Think a little bit. It's always a good time at this time of the year to review what was the year like for you. What, what, what new lessons have you learned in 2019? Hmm? Which victories did you conquer in 2019? And look at all areas of your life, in studies, relationships, problems at work, challenges, whatever, health. What victories did you conquer this year? What surprised you this year in a good way? I'm sure we all had a couple of good surprises. Unfortunately, I'm sure we also had a couple of negative surprises. Eh? So what surprised you in a negative way this year? What difficulties or disappointments did you have in 2019? And how did you handle or are handling those difficulties and disappointments? We, we need to understand, folks, that no matter what our experience was in 2019, it is not new under the sun. For you, some things might have been new, like the first time, and you never expected this to happen. But the fact is, people have experienced these things, been experiencing these things for thousands of years. The Bible says, there is nothing new under the sun. What is, was, what shall be, has been. And so, for you and I, we might have encountered some new things, some good surprises, some negative surprises, but nothing that has happened to us is uncommon to mankind. And you must understand that both good times and bad times can destroy you. Did you know that? Very often we say, oh, I don't want anything bad in my life. I only want good things in my life. Truth is, good and bad can destroy you. Good times can make you complacent, entitled, arrogant, proud, and those things can destroy you. And I've seen it happen. I've seen people praying for good times, and then the good times come, and they become these things, and it ultimately destroys them. But bad times can also destroy you. They can make you negative, hopeless, angry, bitter, discontented, disconnected from others, and these things can also destroy you. The only way to survive both good and bad resides in this one little word, thanksgiving. Learning to give thanks to God both in good times and in bad times. Acknowledging God's work in your life, no matter what season you are in. So no matter how this year was for you, you can look back and find something to be thankful for. And if you are listening to my voice right now, then you've got really something to be thankful for. You're alive, okay? You've made it. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I got here. So you've got something already. Then from there on, find other things that you can give thanks to God for. Now, thanksgiving is an ancient practice 
amongst those who believe in the God of the Bible. It is nothing new. From ancient times, it has been a custom to give thanks to God at periodic intervals. These intervals marked different stages in their lives. For example, moving from one place to another. When they'd arrived there, they'd give thanks to God. Completing a project, a victory achieved, a change in season, beginning or end of harvest, a new season in a person's life, in an organization or in a nation, a new year. All these were reasons to give thanks to God. They would build altars as a practical expression of thanksgiving and worship, often including the sacrifice of an animal. Today, we don't sacrifice animals. Our altars are praise and worship to God. Our sacrifice is a sacrifice of praise that we lift up to the Lord. But it is an ancient practice. 5,000 years ago, that was before you guys were born, all right? 5,000 years ago, Noah built an altar after the flood. Thanksgiving for a new beginning, a new season. 4,000 years ago, Abraham built altars as he journeyed to Canaan. About 3,500 years ago, Moses built altars as he crossed the desert. And then Joshua built altars as he entered the promised land. And so throughout the Old Testament and throughout history until present times, the worshipers of God take every opportunity they can to give thanks to God. No matter how difficult the situation, those who trust in God always see his hand of provision and guidance over their lives. Now, thanksgiving is not only an ancient um, practice amongst believers, but it is also one of the few things that we do now that we will do in eternity. Did you know that? Much of what we do today in church, we are going to end. We are not going to do it in heaven. For example, in heaven, we will not preach. Yay. I won't have to prepare sermons anymore in heaven. Hallelujah. All right. Why, why preach? You're, you're right in the presence of God. <laughs> okay. In, in, in heaven, we will not baptize. We will not pray for the sick. Because there ain't no sickness there, right? We're not going to do missions or outreach work because everybody there has been missioned and outreached. Okay? We're not going to assist the poor. There's no poor in a place where the roads are paved with gold. We're not going to receive offerings and tithes. We don't need to. There's nothing to run on top there. God runs everything. We're not going to cast out demons in heaven because there ain't no demon going to heaven. (laughs) Amen? So, so let, let's enjoy these things here, okay? And let's do them well over here because once you leave this place, it's done. Those things are, are for here, not for there. But some things, however, will continue in eternity. And one of them is what we're talking about today, thanksgiving. John had the privilege of visiting heaven, seeing a little bit of what what eternity is going to look like. And this is what he saw when he was taken to heaven. Revelation chapter 4 verse 9 says, Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, watch, 
they give honor and thanks to him. This is happening in heaven, and it's happening right now. Right now, there are these creatures in heaven, they are giving thanks to God. In chapter 7, 11, and 12, it says, All the angels stood around the throne, and the elders, and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne of, and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, and power to Him. So, in heaven, they are giving thanks to God. Another scripture. Revelation 11, 16 and 17. The 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give you thanks. And then they carried on. You see, wherever God is, wherever God is at work, there is reason for thanksgiving. And because God is eternal, there is going to be thanksgiving for eternity. We are all going to be in his presence. There's going to be continuously amazing things happening around us for which we are going to be thankful to God. So you see, there will be thanksgiving. It is the end of the year. It's the end of a season in our lives and the beginning of a new season in our lives. And I think it is time and it is proper to give thanks. So, Give thanks to God for his eternal goodness and mercy. Amen. It says in 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he is good. You see, that's the nature of God. We may live in a fallen world. There may be evil around us, but God remains good. We need to understand, acknowledge, realize that. And when I stop and I look at my life, even in the difficult moments, I can still see the goodness of God in there. And if you will stop and look at your life this past year, yeah, you've had some difficult times, some disappointments, some, some great frights. But look back and see the goodness of God in your life and be thankful. Amen? Don't end this year with a bitter heart, a, a, a sad heart, a broken heart. End this year with a thankful heart. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Our faith is in Him. Our trust is in Him. Amen. Our life comes from Him. In Him we move and live and have our being. So give thanks to God for he is good. Give thanks to God in the middle of hard times. Maybe some of you are still going through a bit of a hard time. Hey, give thanks to God. Jonah chapter 2 verse 9. And these are the words of Jonah. He says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. See, Jonah is crying out to God, but he's doing it with thanksgiving. And by the way, do you know where Jonah prayed this prayer? Jonah prayed this prayer inside the belly of a fish at the bottom of the sea. Listen, folks, you can't get, get much lower than that in life, okay? This guy is in a very difficult position. And if God doesn't do something, he's going to end as fish food. That's it. And so, 
in that difficult circumstance, he makes a sacrifice. It's not easy to give thanks to God. It's not easy to give praise to God when you are in the middle of deep trouble. When you are in the belly of a fish at the bottom of the sea. But he does this. He says, I will sacrifice to your God with a voice of thanksgiving. You are my salvation. I give thanks to you, Lord, because my life is in your hands. And, and he gives thanks to God in the middle of tribulation. That is in verse 9. In verse 10, the fish, as a bit of a stomach rumble, runs, swims to the beach and spits Jonah out, and Jonah is saved. So it helps to give thanks to God in the middle of difficult circumstances. Amen. So give thanks to God even in the middle of hard times. Give thanks to God as well when things go well. You know, it's so easy. Sometimes when things go bad, people run to church and they run to the friends, run to prayer groups. God, pray for me, pray for me. God, help me. God, 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 God. And then God answers prayer and things change and all goes well and we forget about God. <laughs> and just start enjoying the blessing. It is so easy to do that. Folks, in the middle of good times, give thanks to God. In, um, in Matthew, no, in Luke chapter 17, verse 17 to 19, 10 lepers were healed. Jesus saw them. Jesus spoke to them. All of them were healed. They got happy and off they ran because they got healed from their leprosy. One of those guys turned around and came right back, right up to Jesus and came to give him thanks. And Jesus says, where are not 10 of you? Where are the others? And then he said to this one guy, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You see, the other nine guys, they were simply healed from their leprosy. In other words, the sickness stopped. But every deformation which was caused by the sickness, any limb that had fallen off, it stayed that way. They just became healed again. Okay, sickness is gone. But this one guy that came back to Jesus he was made whole, which means any deformation which he had from his sickness was restored. He was made well. If a little fingertip had fallen off, it grew back on again. This guy was completely restored because of thanksgiving. But notice what Jesus said, your faith. You see, guys, thanksgiving to God. God sees our thanksgiving as an act of faith. It is faith. When you thank God, which means you are acknowledging Him as the giver of all things. Acknowledging Him as the Savior, as the healer, as the one who sustains us. And God is pleased by your faith. And He reacts and acts upon our faith. So let's remember to give God thanks. In Matthew 5, 45, it says that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. You see, sun and rain, they come upon all people. But only those who acknowledge God, who realize that he is the giver of all good things, they are the ones that give him thanks. And thanksgiving multiplies the blessings of God in your life. God blesses humanity in so many ways, but so many people don't even notice it. They just see the evil, the bad, the negative, they complain about everything. But those who acknowledge and thank God, they enjoy the full benefit of all of God's creation and all the gifts of God. And finally, give God thanks when you pray. 
It is good to pray. We need to pray. All right? In Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. You must bring your requests known to God. So it is good to pray. Bring a request, make supplication, make prayers. But some people, all they do is they come before God. Oh God, I need this and that and that and that and that and that and that. Please, 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 please help me. And so the Bible says, well, make your requests known by prayer and supplication. But it doesn't stop there. It says what? With thanksgiving. So bring your prayer request to God and then give him thanks. If you read the Psalms, often you find David having one of his moments and, 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 and complaining to God about how bad things are going around him. But he always ends by making a petition to God and then giving him thanks because he knows God is going to come through for him. And that should be our attitude as well. When we pray, yes, bring your request known to God. God, I need this, 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 and that, and I need it now, Lord, help me. But I give you thanks because I know somehow you're going to get me out of this. I give you praise and I give you thanksgiving. We must bring our prayers with thanksgiving because it's saw just now that Jesus is thanksgiving as faith. And we need to pray with faith. Well, pray with thanksgiving. In Colossians 4.2 it says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. We have to have a thankful heart as we pray. We come to God in prayer. Yes, acknowledging needs, but also acknowledging he is the God who is going to meet needs, who is going to get me through this situation. A God whom I now ultimately, all things are going to work together for his glory and for my good. A God that ultimately will make sure that I end well as I trust in him. A God whom I know he has my future in his hands. And no matter what it looks like around me, he is going to take care of me. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's how we can sing the songs we sang here this morning. That we love him. That we trust him. That he cares for me. That I'm not afraid. Because I know that he's thanksgiving in my heart for the God whom I serve. Who's going to take me through situations both good and bad. So folks, let's end 2019 with thanksgiving. Take time today and the next two days to review this year and find things that you can be thankful to God for this year. And then reflect. What new lessons have you learned this year? Huh? Did you do something for the first time this year? Have you learned something new? Are you thankful for that? Which victories did you conquer? Was the personal victory? Was the victory at work? Was the spiritual victory? What was it? Are you thankful? What surprised you in a good way? What was that thing that you were not expecting? And out of the blue, God orchestrated and bang, it happened and you went, wow. Are you thankful? Uh, well, what surprised you in a negative way? Huh? Are you thankful that God helped you endure it? And what difficulties and disappointments did you have this year? Are you thankful that God was with you and is with you as you go through it? 
And how did you handle those difficulties and disappointments? Do you perhaps need to process them in the presence of the Lord? Be thankful that God can take the negatives in our lives and change them and turn them into positives. And be thankful for this opportunity to see God at work in your life. So, brothers and sisters, my desire to you is that you may close 2019 in a high note of thanksgiving. And that you may end 2019 filled with hope for 2020. May you have a happy new year with the blessing of the Lord upon your life filled with thanksgiving. Amen. Can you stand up to close in prayer and to spend a few moments just being thankful to God? Just quietly begin to think, and I, I, I hope you'll be doing more of this today and tomorrow, but just take a moment right now and think of one or two things that you are thankful to God for. Just one or two things that you're thankful to God for. And right now, just, just quietly in your heart, just shoot up a little prayer and say, Father God, thank you for this victory. Thank you for that surprise. Thank you for that little piece of good news. And Father, surely as we spend time today and tomorrow just reviewing the year, we're going to find a number of things that we are thankful to you, Lord. You have intervened in our lives in so many ways. Yes, in, in, in a broken world, in a world where there is sickness and death and poverty and, and, and so much disappointment, in the middle of all this, Father, your life and your light have been guiding us. And we have seen protection in so many ways, Lord. And there have been difficult moments, but we've seen your blessing. There have been those who have struggled financially, but they've seen your provision, Lord. Those who have struggled with sickness and disease, but they've seen your intervention, my God. Those who have had the joy of completing their school year or study year, university year, whatever, successfully, they give you glory for that. Those who are able to be successful in their workplace, Lord, and achieve more than they expected. Those who have had the joy of just serving you, Lord, and they are joyful and they count it as a privilege. Those of which have had the, just the blessing of being in a, in a loving, caring family, my God, which is such a gift from you. Surrounded by friends, people who love us just the way we are, Lord. It is so good to see, look around, and acknowledge your blessing. Father, we want to focus on you and on your goodness. And with thanksgiving in our hearts, we want to Look towards 2020 with much, much hope. And so we thank you for this year, Lord. We give you thanks for 2019, Lord. And we pray for the continuation of your blessing in the new year. We raise up an altar 
of thanksgiving to you today, Lord. We give you honor and praise. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon us as we continue to find reasons to rise altars of thanksgiving unto the almighty God who is, who was, and who is to come. To him, all glory and honor forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the last couple of days of this year. No more services in this church for the rest of this year. See you next year, next Sunday, as we open the year, dedicating the new year with the Lord. Amen. God bless you and happy new year to you. Amen. Just greet each other. Greet each other. Happy new year and see you next year. Amen.